Welcome to Learning with Lisa, Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast with Lisa Navarra, award-winning educator, consultant, behavior specialist, author, and parent. This podcast provides support for school leaders, educators, and parents. We share and discuss evidence-based resources that are embedded in social and emotional learning to meet the needs of students who struggle focusing and learning. Teachers and parents find information and strategies to improve students' academic, behavioral, and social-emotional performance. It's time to turn kids from I can't into I can. Hi, are you looking for ways to connect with your parents and build their skills so they can help reinforce the strategies that you're teaching in the classroom that support your students learning to read and yet have these skills be used at home? Well, parent workshops are a great way to be able to support your students' parents, your own learning process as you teach your students, as well as the way that students process what they're supposed to be doing in school and how to carry those skills at home with, of course, the support of their number one teacher, who we know are their parents. Today, we will be discussing the benefits of parent workshops, where to begin, and even what types of workshops you can offer. Let yourself shine. You have a lot of information to share, and you work so hard day in and day out. But especially in the midst of COVID, a lot of our students disabilities and struggles and challenges have really taken a hard, hard hit. They may have already been struggling, but now with the intermittent remote learning or the time gap that in-person and remote learning caused from last year, it is so important this year that we work as a true partnership with our students and our students' parents. Some of those benefits can be that your parents begin to see you as a resource, a resource of someone who is knowledgeable and yet approachable because they feel as though you really care enough to volunteer your time and invite them back into the classroom. So this builds your rapport and connections with both your students and their parents. I have truly found parents to be so grateful for the time spent with them when you don't have to or when it's not mandated. And when you build this foundation, you're going to see, they're going to support what you're saying at home more likely than if you sent a note home or even if it's during the one or two parent conferences that are scheduled throughout the school year. If you haven't listened to my podcast yet, the one for uh, 19, which was the one right before this episode, I talked to you about parent-teacher conferences and certain strategies in ways to communicate with parents to really engage them to be active participants in their child's learning. And that also begins with the way that they see their child instead of seeing them as what they don't have and what they're not doing 
to really begin to see what they are doing because you're working so hard with your students every day that there are always wonderful changes that go on at home, but we may not be aware of it. And if our parents aren't attuned to what really to look for, then they may not be noticing these wonderful changes and progress that's going on with your students. So this is really an extension of the parent-teacher conferences. Another benefit of hosting a parent workshop is that students get very excited knowing that their parent is going to come back to the classroom in their classroom to learn. As a matter of fact, one of my little students, she said, I'm so excited. It's like my dad is going to college. Not quite sure how she got that connection, but in her mind, this was something really super great and he was gonna learn and it was gonna be something that was really, really wonderful. And so getting your students excited or really they just become excited themselves is again, another way to engage even your students in the learning process. Because what it is that you'll be teaching through your workshops is something that you're already teaching and reinforcing every day in your own classroom. So now suddenly these concepts are becoming more important to your students because now their mom and dad are gonna be in the classroom learning them and practicing these new strategies. And so what happens innately, they practice these skills even more because they're excited about them and they wanna feel good that they're using them the right way and it's working for them. So I encourage you to either design your own parent workshop, or you can even choose a workshop that we offer. And I'll share some of those titles and feel free if you've got some information in how to use and teach these strategies, run with it. If you need me for support, you know where to find me, childbehaviorconsulting.com or the information below. But the point is really building those skills in your students' parents so they feel just as comfortable as you do and their child does while practicing this information. So some of these types of workshops that I host or facilitate are the effective use of praise. That one is one that I started right away. I started that one in October with my parents and it went over fantastic because I never thought about how the way in which they praise their child can either encourage a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And you know, so many of our students who struggle learning, they either think that they're good or they're bad. They're smart or they're not, right? So this is something that I really wanna start at the beginning of the school year, get parents aware of terms to say, things to look for, how to provide behavior-specific praise instead of good job, and always, of course, to avoid that you're so smart, good girl, or good boy, which puts a judgment on their character, which then fosters that fixed mindset that we don't want to see within our students. Some other types of workshops that I provide is gaining understanding and cooperation through the power of perception. This is a child and parent workshop. Sometimes I just teach it to the students and that's our perception 
lesson for that cognitive skill. And also another parent and child workshop is reading alongside with your child and helping kids find success through positive self-talk. That's one that I do just with the parents. See, parents are really more than ever searching for strategies and knowledge, understanding, not regurgitation of the standards and of testing and curriculum. They're really, most of them, or at least many of the ones that I have really had great communication with, this is what they're looking for. They have come to terms for the most part that their child has special needs. So how can they support their child? They don't always know where to turn. And so that's why I think as an educator, if we have the opportunity, let's extend ourselves as a resource in addition to being a teacher. And then we have a really holistic foundation of educating the families and the children. And then what happens? They leave us for the next school year, but they leave us more prepared than they would have if we didn't incorporate their families. There are different ways to structure such formats for the parent workshops. For instance, you may want to have a workshop before school, during the day, or in the evening. Whichever you choose, of course, talk to your building administrator and make sure that you get his or her approval. I have found that the before school workshops are tough for a lot of parents. They're either getting your student ready or other children as well ready for school, and then they have to get themselves ready for work. So that is a little bit of a dicey one, but hey, you know what? If that's what works for your schedule, and it just so happens that you have parents that particular school year who have the availability, run with it. Why not? An hour before school starts, have that workshop, start that day off strong. Another option is during the school day. This is really great for when you want to host your parent and child workshops. These workshops obviously incorporate the parent and the child. So coming during the day, you're halfway there as you have your students with you. But you might be thinking, what do I do with the other children whose parents can't come? Well, one principal of mine had a suggestion, very supportive, and he suggested that let him know whose parents were um, unable to go and he would arrange coverage and they would play and they would have an extra period of gym, if you will. And so it would still be a positive learning time for them. And then they wouldn't feel bad that their parent wasn't able to attend this workshop. However, for this particular example, and this is the reality of scheduling, I had only four parents, maybe five parents um, respond and they were all but two on different days. So that really didn't work out. I can't displace an entire class for, for two students, right? So my third option, of course, was to provide a parent and child workshop after school. Now I had eight parents. I had actually more than half of the parents attend this workshop and it was fantastic. Not only were the kids really happy, but the parents were very happy to join us as well. 
So during this parent and child workshop, it was for reading. What I do is I have an instructional level book ready on a table so the kids are spread out and uh, a book that I introduced to them that day. I wanted to make sure it wasn't too easy and it wasn't too hard. You might be like, well, Lisa, you just said it was instructional. Yes, but you never know how a child relates to a story uh, or is able to read some of the words, work through them or not. So I just like to be prepared and that's what I do. Then I had that particular child's learning toolkit right next to the book, ready to go for when the parent and the child arrived back into the classroom. When they arrived, I asked the children to take out the tools that they think are most helpful for them. Now, I try not to tell them which ones, especially now, but I have to tell you, I really was hoping that they would pick their reading cue card and their vowel chart because those are the reading strategies that help with comprehension and fluency. And all of them did, except for one, she added three. Now, normally I just say, let's have two tools out at one time, but she wanted to bring out one more. And that was the perception tool. And the perception tool was helpful because she gave it to her mom. These students, for the most part, their primary language is Spanish. And so if you know and familiar with um, parents who speak a second language or whose language is not primarily English, then they can become shy. And this little girl knew that about her mom and she wanted to show her to use positive perception to be brave and to embrace this experience in a positive way. So I'm not going to stop that process, that's for sure, because it's using that cognitive skill of perception in a way that she felt was necessary at the time. And that's a life skill right there, never stopping life skill, that's for sure. So I would be walking around the classroom and uh, actually before I walked around the classroom, I had a brief PowerPoint and that PowerPoint introduced the visuals that the children were using. And we practiced them together reading. In other words, we tracked with our finger while reading, covered part of the word while reading, and also reviewed the vowel chart, which is very difficult, especially for Spanish-speaking parents, because vowels are completely different than English-sounding vowels. But that's okay, because their child is learning and practicing and using that vowel chart as it's intended to be. So it's a learning experience for the parents as well. And it's also just done in a very supportive way. I had two sets of real skills that I wanted to build for my students during this workshop. And depending on the student, it was I wanted to help with their ability to read fluently. And then there were a couple of students who can read fluently, but there was a big gap between their ability to comprehend what the story was about. So those were my two main objectives, in addition to having the parents learn how to support their child at home with reading strategies. And what was great is that for the reading comprehension, 
the parents really got to see me model asking questions. So for instance, the child would read and then I would stop the child and ask questions. And then I would encourage the parent to say, okay, let's have her read and then you ask questions. And they did, and they're happy to. They were so willing to jump in that it's just, it's heartwarming. You know what, you know that you're doing your very best at that very moment. And so that's what motivates you to do another and host another workshop because you see the effectiveness and you see how important you are as an educator and the difference that you can make when a parent feels comfortable enough to try a new skill in your classroom. In addition to the reading comprehension skills and being able to model and to be able to see is that reading fluency. And so this was really cool too, because I was walking around and one of my students stopped me and said, Ms. Navarra, I had my mom use Reading Cue Card 2B. I said, really, for what? Now, Reading Cue Card 2B, and the reason why I don't give it a specific name where they can see what 2B is with me prompting them is because I want them to practice using their working memory. Their working memory of what is 2B, let me think of my, my tool, let me see that picture in my mind, and now I'm accessing the information and now I'm gonna apply it by covering part of the word. And this student had said, yes, my mom put her finger on the word into and she, re she read in, to, into. And listen, some of you, all of you, I don't know, maybe thinking of that word into is a pretty easy word, but it's not if you are, a Spanish speaking parent, and there's two vowels in four words, right? So this was a very, very proud moment. And you can bet that they're using these tools at home now more readily than they would if I didn't have this workshop. Another great story was that day I said, okay, boys and girls, I can't wait to meet your parents. Later on, remind them to come, our parents wear them. And if I didn't get a response from your parent, or if they said no, ask them again if you want them to come. Maybe things have changed. Well, lo and behold, I was not prepared with a book or the toolkit out, but I was thrilled to see one of my unexpected parents and student. And this particular student said, I convinced my mom to come. And he said, convinced, you know, Ms. Navarra, like persuaded, because what were we doing in class? We're learning opinion writing. I thought that was so cool. Anyway, so this parent came and the reason why she responded no, that she couldn't come is she's a mother of four. My student is one of four kids. And not only that, but she also works at night. So what she does is she sleeps during the day. So she's prepared for work at night. And I'm so happy that she came because he really, really needs that structure. And here's somebody who is very low functioning with reading. Although his verbal skills are much higher, his reading really does struggle. So she got to see how using the strategies with him is so important. And he loves these strategies because it gives him a place to go. 
when he just doesn't know what to do. You know what I mean? When kids get stuck and they're looking like this or doing one of these and you want them to take action and that action is using strategies. Well, he no longer looks up, taps his head. He's really into, okay, what strategy do I have to get through this challenge? And so his mom got to see this and it boosted his, it boosted his self-confidence up as well. Isn't that a wonderful thing to happen? And it's all within one hour. I do want to remind you that talk to your building principal about having a security guard come for your evening workshop because that security guard is going to help you let the parents in, find your classroom if necessary, if they don't know where it is, and also just to make sure everything runs smoothly. And you know what? I have such a great security guard and I even invited him in because he's got children and why not, right? So you could just build rapport in your school too. And you know, when, when you reach out in, in different ways, those around you, they really do appreciate it. So your outreach is even more than, than you might even think possible. And parent workshops are one way to really help with building that rapport and building the skills and really seeing how you can encourage parents to feel comfortable as an active participant in their child's learning process. And what else can we offer, you know, parents, especially in times like that we're in now? So I hope that you found this to be helpful and informational. We'll have more information for you so you can see how parent workshops can run so smoothly and how fun that they really can be. Thanks for your dedication to kids. And we'll see you in two weeks after this episode. Thank you for listening to the Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast, where school leaders, educators, and parents meet on behalf of children who struggle with learning. To bring workshops to your school or organization, contact Child Behavior Consulting and get started with resources available at childbehaviorconsulting.com Amazon, and TeachersPayTeachers.com for ready-to-use resources and children's books. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to review, subscribe, share, and give us a shout-out on social media.